Hey, how's it going, guys? My name is Brandon G. Alexander. I'm an actor in Los Angeles, and you are tuned in to another episode of Young Black Equestrians. I am. I am. I am a young. I am a young. I am a young. I am a young black. A young black. Young. A young black Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Young Black Equestrians with your host, Abriana Johnson. Today, I have Brandon G. Alexander here with us to talk about a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) But mainly who he is, what he does, and his experience as a Black cowboy. So welcome to the show. I'm so happy that we finally got to get on here together thank you for asking me I've been a massive fan for so long and I was like oh interview me interview <laughs> me <laughs> just ah, oh, just send me a DM oh. and then it happened yeah you know the stars align and yeah yeah it was meant to be it was meant to yeah. be meant yeah. to be here so start from the beginning mm very beginning Mm -hmm. tell us about yourself you um are in LA yep uh kind of a brief synopsis of what you are doing and um how you kind of got into horses got it um the funny thing I think a lot of people don't know is I moved out to LA for dance so yeah and there, and, and there it is, <laughs> and there it is, right? Another okay. layer peeled back. So I moved out mm-hmm. to LA from Texas in 2007. Um, I graduated high school and I needed an out. I, I wanted to play football, some stuff went down and I needed to get out and dance was my out. So I landed yeah. myself here in LA. When I got mm-hmm. to LA, I experienced dance. I realized that it was really just a stepping stone for me. And then I got into acting and I love acting. Acting is my passion, acting is my craft. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been doing that now for the last couple of years. But the horse thing for me, I, I think it's a deeper conversation. So I'm gonna kind of give you bullet points. Okay. People hear the accent, they see the truck, they see I ride horses. And then I, and they say, where are you from? And I say, Texas. And they say, oh, it makes sense. And I, and everything in me is like, Brandon, it's not the time to explain yourself. So you just say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 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 In reality, we, we, I did not, I wasn't born in Texas. So when I was a kid, I loved horses. I loved Westerns. I loved um, what it offered. And it wasn't accessible for me. It wasn't a reality for me. It wasn't tangible to me, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom would tell me for the longest time, it's just, it's, a, it's an expensive hobby. And I've got six kids. So I can't really afford to put one in this really expensive hobby mm-hmm. when the yeah. school provides you track and field. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. the school provides yes. you PE 
and the football and basketball. Mm -hmm. You can take those and we can talk about, you know, you can draw your horses and watch your animal planet. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And it took, it, it, was an, it was a journey over time where I would connect with a horse randomly um, on a road or, uh, or I would connect with a horse um, that, you know, I was, uh, I went for a trail ride. Um, I was thinking back to this actually the other day about one of my first interactions with horses and I can't remember the exact moment, but I was like, oh, wow, that was actually a pivotal moment for me. But this journey that people see, the chapter people see now is only a year old. Because mm. at 32 at the time, I was going through a rough patch in my life. And I think this will be the segue into the rest of the interview. Okay. Um, I was going into, I was in a rough patch in my life. And I said to myself, I, um, I need my own therapy. That's not a therapist. Mm -hmm. I, I don't need to sit in a room. I don't need to sit in front of someone and talk. I just need to be in nature, but in my way. And my, my uh, aunt had passed away on my birthday that year. And I went through a breakup and I was like, I'm going to go get on a horse. I found a rental place and literally that's all she wrote. I wanted to absorb everything that I could about the equestrian lifestyle. And then I learned that there was this massive world of black equestrians and cowboys and, 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 and jumpers and vaulters and all these things, right? That prior to this moment, I was almost like, I felt blind to the fact that this entire world existed. And I think a lot of people do once that, once I say, you think this is it? You think just seeing me on this horse is it? And you peel back that, and you peel back that lens for them and they're like, oh my God, I never knew. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of, that's, that is the gist of my, my horse journey and my, and my passion and my, and my love for them. Mm -hmm. That is incredible. I, I like that you kind of identified that as a chapter, you know, because people do try to put a narrative, you know, on you, like you said, you know, I, take what I see. I see truck. I see cowboy hat. I see Texas, you know, and make up a story. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it makes sense to them. Right. That's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. People would say that people fear or they don't, they want to understand. So they make it make sense for them because it's comfortable for them. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to, they don't want to recognize that this is a branding thing. But at the same time, I'm, I'm so aware of the fact that, yeah, I can see how you see that. So yeah. I say that to myself. So don't fight it, Brandon, because you're not going to see this person in 15 minutes anyway. Yep. Right. You're right. Got it. And then I mm -hmm. move on. But mm -hmm. if someone wants to have a conversation and they say, well, how did you get started? How did you? And I say, well, I'm glad you I, I say, well, I'm glad you're asking me because now I get to show you me, not who you think I am. Because yeah. if you want who I, if you want who you think I am, then by all means enjoy that person and the reward that that comes with. But that's limited to what you could get if you sat down and talked with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's kind of go into. I'm I'm straying from my 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 questions. 
<laughs> she said the Holy Spirit done took over, child. She said yeah, the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit done. Activate. <laughs> Holy Spirit activate. <laughs> I see it in your face. You hit one, you hit one. Hmm. I said, uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, well, we're, there it is. <laughs> we're gone. <laughs> She's off script. <laughs> She's off book, guys. <laughs> She's, mm-mm. I can't. You can... <laughs> yes, improv. That's the thing. Like, I never, I was not the theater kid. I never, I never. And it wasn't until I had an employee ask me, wow, have you ever done theater? And I was like, mm. I'm going to call HR, girl. Yeah. <laughs> you trying to call yeah. me dramatic? <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, okay. So, so you get to LA. Yeah. You, you know, have this, this period of short word for it, trauma. Like you needed to find an escape from that. And you use horses to do Mm -hmm. that. What did, what did that period look like? Because I, I feel like a lot of people kind of um enter horse equine relationships with that need but may have a uh certain perspective on like time so like what does that journey look like for you are we going right before or we're going right when I start right when you started right when I started I mean Mm -hmm. honestly I submerged myself into it um the rental place that I was going to LA horse rentals wonderful Mm -hmm. place if you're Mm -hmm. if you're watching and you're in LA um because Circle K I think Circle K is still around but there's another place that's gone they're buying properties in this community like crazy right now so Yeah. yeah but LA horse rentals is still going um I went to the manager and I said I want to learn everything that I possibly can and I will pay for every ride that I take but I'll come here and I'll clean your stalls. I'll, I'll, I'll clean saddles. And she's like, okay, 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 okay. I get it, I get it. You want to, you want to get into horses? And I'm like, yes. And um, side no- sidebar, side note, the Padma Jones um, was my first like equine friend in LA. And she's through her, her sister is Yoda Jones. And she's a dancer. So Padma had a horse and I saw the horse and I was like, yo, wait. First of all, you have a horse in LA, crazy. Second of all, you're black, what the heck? Third of all, how can we be friends? And so she was my, my intro intro mm-hmm. to this whole thing years, years prior. And we had been on like one or two rides, but we, time wasn't connecting. So I always wanna make sure that I tell people that my journey didn't start with uh, this place. It started with Padma Jones, who is a black woman who took the time to show me like, yo, we do this. Uh, she mm-hmm. grew up as a show jumper, um, different things like that. Uh, she rode English style, but she can ride Western. But she mm-hmm. was a person that kind of really let me know that it was okay to, yeah. to love this, right? So shout yeah. out to Pamela Jones. Um, so fast forward to, she knew about the place that I was going to go to. I started going there, but I, need, I didn't, she didn't have the time I needed to be like, this is the Latigo. This mm-hmm. is your cinch. Mm-hmm. This is the horn. This is your Cheyenne roll. This is this and the, I learned all that there and mm-hmm. I became so invested that my life changed in the best way possible because Brandon found more Brandon than he had ever had in his life mm-hmm. and not on some 
uh, I went, because I've always been country at heart. So I didn't just transform into like some country out of the blue, Wrangler wearing, flannel wearing guy. People are like, what happened to you? They're like, actually, Brandon, this has been you the entire time we've known you, but this just needed to surface. Yeah. So I've, it, it was like a part of me that was calling to me and pulled to me that I finally had the opportunity to uh, fully realize, right, what this meant for me. I needed to fully realize this other part of my life that wasn't Hollywood, wasn't dance, wasn't acting, wasn't mm -hmm. women, wasn't that. It was just like, you need this for your soul and everything that it comes with. And the yeah. trauma wasn't the, um, the trauma wasn't the basis of my relationship. The trauma was right. an introduction, maybe a catalyst, but it yeah. wasn't the yeah. basis. The right. basis became about respect and communication. And mm -hmm. I learned something very valuable in that time with all those horses and then eventually to my own personal horse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. So how do you go from, you know, hey guys, I want to learn everything about yeah. horses to it being an integral part of your body of work? Um, you know, I... I haven't talked about this. I've talked about in, in, in like day-to-day -day conversations, everything else we've talked about. I, I think what happened for me was if you listen to God, God will show you something naturally and organically that's not gonna be forced upon you and you marry things that are already in your life, mm -hmm. right? My acting and my storytelling happened to go with something that socially is becoming very relevant right now so it was just a natural progression for photography, storytelling, acting to mesh and mold with the Western lifestyle and the horses in the timing that it did. It wasn't premeditated. It just naturally, because I just trusted God and said, okay, Pop, you brought me here. This is happening in my acting career, but this is also happening in like Hollywood and in the, in the media and the movies and the Westerns coming back and the commercials and the music videos it was just a natural progression for me to do that, but to not do it from a place of capitalizing on it, but to share my story, to share mm -hmm. what was real for me and, and you, mm -hmm. right? The young right. black equestrian, the young black cowboy, cowgirl experience in America. And that story and through line, oddly, wildly, is a, is a line for Africans it's a line for uh, the British Blacks that love horses. It's a through line for Jamaicans that love uh, horses. It's a through line for natives that love horses and First Nations people. It showed me that our pin, our pin drop was a massive connector of peoples mm -hmm. from us just saying, I am, I love, I live this life. Yeah, yeah, that is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. And I think that's one of the elements of surprise for a lot yes. of people like oh like you think you're gonna you know get into this and be alone or or get in the, into this and you know like we've already started like the horses in general just facilitate connection yes. you know because uh, compared to the rest of the world like we still <laughs> <laughs> we still kind of cuckoo crazy 
So we're still over here, all right? Right. We're over here together, okay? Yes, so, yes. Um, it's, it's incredible to see, you know, people online, on socials, like, oh, I would like to meet Black cowboys. And it's like, well, here's a ton of them. And they're like, oh. Uh, uh, yes. Oh. oh, I didn't know y'all had got together as a collective and was representing yourselves. The, like, the day yeah. I, I I'll never forget the day I found your page. So what happened was, I think Jamie Fox posted something from the Bill Pickett Rodeo. I'm like, this is crazy how this played out. Jamie Fox posted something from the Bill P Pickett Rodeo, and in the in the picture, it's it's him, Glenn Turman, Obabatunde, James Pickens Jr. Right, so it's the four of them in the photo. That one photo led me to clicking on James Pickens Jr. I'm like, yo, that's Dr. Weber. That's crazy. Dr. Weber then shows me that Bill Pickett uh, or James Pickens Jr. has a charity roping uh, place, right? That then gives me a drop down bar for similar pages to follow. Mm -hmm. It was Young Black Equestrians, Black Equestrians, and Black Reigns magazine. And I mm -hmm. said, oh, let's bop, 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 bop. <laughs> this is not even a question. And since then, and I mean, was this almost, I mean, a year and a half, two years ago now, yeah. it was crazy. It was a, it was a, it was a day that changed my life forever because literally that content was just like, a, <gasps> I am, it was the, I am not alone. Mm, yep. Oakland, Compton, uh, Sunland, Shadow Hills, Idaho, Montana, Louisiana, Mississippi, Kentucky, New York. Virginia, Florida, what? Yeah. So, and then don't forget, shout out to Philly. I ain't trying to get in trouble. <laughs> I don't need them riding out on me. Come on, right. Philly. I'm gonna right. show y'all love. <laughs> <laughs> in the best way possible. And then Chicago, so Chicago just recently hit my radar because someone from a, um, I think it's called, the. It's if she's gonna, kick my behind because she's my auntie now but it's either broken arrow or crossing arrows riding club in chicago has been around now for about i think she was saying 30 something years and i was doing the black cowboy week and she sent me a message and she says i think you forgot about us in black cowboy week i said well listen black cowboy week wasn't really a uh i wasn't doing anything like that but thank you for making yourself aware because now i know that you exist and your, your club exists and so she starts talking about Chicago. And what blows my mind about this is that it's not just what we, you and I know, and not just what the, the equestrian world knows of roping, reining, um, you know, all that stuff, uh, cattle ranchers and whatever, or even just the, the Western of the English world. These communities that exist are something for me that have been um like wait what like how does no one know you've been around for 30 40 50 years and no one knows about you how is that even possible yeah yeah that's so. one of the that's one of the major differences um or major misconceptions about this podcast because it's called young black equestrians because i don't i don't really I have an animal science degree. I don't really like cows. So I, I just have a hard time calling myself a cowgirl. But I grew up 
in these communities of hundreds of black cowboys and cowgirls that would meet in the middle of the woods. Where are we? I don't know. You have to call the number on the flyer and they'll give you direction. And then you'll see a Mm. sign and then you follow the sign into the woods. Like that's how, you know, I grew up. I mean, I kind of grew up on, on both sides, you know, through university seeing like the English, you know, veterinary polished side and then growing up and we're trail riders. And so a lot of times people would come to the podcast and, you know, be like, well, what discipline do you ride? Um, the kind where you don't hit the ground. What do you yeah, mean? I love that the nose went up when you said it because it do be a little like. Yeah, like. <laughs> so where you adventures, you know, jumpers, what? No, if he jumps over a log, then yes, we're jumpers. Yes, yes. we're jumpers what's, in what's that up? moment. <laughs> like in that moment, we we be jumping. So yeah, what, what do you need from know. me? Endurance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we do endurance. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> And and it's kind of there's been a there's been a interesting dichotomy of responses to that. Yeah. Oh wow, you know, yet you're still here, you know, yet you're facilitating these conversations. And it's like I feel like that kind of the trail riding kind of, you know, backwoods cowboy story is still something that's so rare despite us knowing, you know, a lot of it still happens. That's the thing for me, that, that, that pull, because, and once again, it's like the Texas thing. People call me a cowboy. I'm, I uh, aesthetically fit the bill. I wear the hat, I wear the boot. And James said this in, the, in, in an interview, James Pickens Jr. said this, he says, I'm actually a horseman. I'm an avid horseman. I, I don't work with cattle. You know, he'll go to, he'll rope or whatever, but I'm not pushing cattle. I don't have a ranch. So therefore, to be a cowboy, and really for anyone who's listening, to be a cowboy is someone really who is pushing the cattle, working the cattle, a cow puncher, that is a cowboy. Now, if you're speaking to the experience and the attire and the aesthetic, sure, if that makes sense for you, fantastic. But these guys call themselves cowboys. It's more of a a fashion thing. It's a trend thing. Mm-hmm. the hat and the boots don't make you a cowboy right right because i've met some cowboys i'm like i'm far from that i <laughs> don't want nothing about to- <laughs> that life no. at all i think it's one no. but do you you know i love it but mm-hmm. i consider myself uh, a horseman but for hollywood for what hollywood considers a cowboy i'm a cowboy yeah. i'm a black cowboy for their for their um understanding level right but i think yeah. as the as an equestrian you understand that there is a difference between that. You can't just, you're not going out telling people, I'm a cowgirl, I'm a cowgirl, I'm a cowgirl. Now, yeah. old girl, uh, I think Urban Cowgirl is her name on, on Instagram. She's out here like packing her horses out. She's actually doing cowgirl things. So for me, I'm like, bet that, done deal. But if you just put on some boots, boo, in Ivy Park, that don't make you no cowgirl. It don't make you, <laughs> it don't make you a cowgirl. Did I say something wrong? No, no, no. They just caught me off guard. Yes. (laughs) You are absolutely right. (laughs) Did I I say something not okay? (laughs) No, no, no. It's great. It's great. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. 
So, I mean, I guess this is a great segue into Black Cowboy Week. Mm. And I'm going to stop there. Black Cowboy Week. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me about that and how that got started, or, or you know, what your your idea was um, behind that. Because I was like, dang, it's a Black Cowboy Week. How I didn't know it was Black Cowboy Week. I'm googling like, is it the same week every year? <laughs> and then so, I was like, oh, he came up with this. I did. I thank you for that for saying it because <laughs> I so funny, not funny. I was like, I, nobody knows who is making up these random. I don't know where we're at for language, so I'm gonna just keep it PG. But um, I don't know who's making up these random holidays. I didn't know it was National Sock Day, National Lasagna Day, National Step Cousin Day, <laughs> National Sleep Day. Who is who is saying, you know what? I sign off on this. Who's doing it? So I said, you know what? Oh, no. Forget it. They're gonna catch on to mine. Black Cowboy mm-hmm. Week. You got a Cowboy Day, and it's in July. Uh, and I didn't know that until this year. And I was like, there's a cowboy day? Got it. Celebrating. Ha ha. But, <laughs> but nothing for us. I see how it is. So I said, I'm going to give us a week. Not going to give me a day. And, um, you know, I have to thank men like Oba Babatunde, Reginald T. Dorsey, Garrett Davis, James Pickens Jr. These are the names that are my, these are my, 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 my peers. These are my, men that I look to these are my my OGs my my like big dogs like everything you can think of in the sense of the term uncles whatever like my my these men are have paved not even they've paved and are the idea for me of what I want to do and they are black cowboys you know Oba's got you know roping and, and rodeo championships under his belt whereas T. Dorsey is a fantastic rope where Garrett Davis is an incredible horseman and James has his his rodeo and he ropes and, and was roping at a certain point in time so for me I wanted to showcase a side of them that no one had seen like that right I think if you're in the world you may know but I, I'll never forget this moment I walked into Oba's tack room and it was like out of a movie and I look up and it's a young Oba just bulldog neck, white t-shirt, and he got his rope and his cowboy hat on. He, mind you, at the time, he's still acting in Hollywood. I've known him to be on my TV for as long as I can remember, right? Whether it was a movie or a TV show. So to know that he's been cowboying as long as I've been watching him on TV was mind-blowing. So I'm looking at the photos, and then he's got these photos of him and Herb Jeffries. Do you know about the, the bronze buckaroo? Mm-mm. So Herb Jeffries is a bronze buckaroo. He was the first African-American cowboy to be televised. And he has black Westerns about Harlem goes to so-and-so. And and kind of the name of his game was Harlem. Mm -hmm. Harlem does this, Harlem goes to here. And Mm -hmm. the the bronze buckaroo was his whole thing. Um, The Gene Autry before Gene Autry, right? Mm So he, so, so always got pictures with Herb and, and, and like, even when he was older. And in that moment, I realized that it was such a rich history that to be a part of it meant something more that I have to carry on this legacy. So I said, they're not the biggest on social media, right? Just because of time, right? And right. I said, I, I need to utilize this platform to inform some people 
about these men, but then also I said, people started hitting me up. Can, you know, can you give me a shout out? So my stories were dedicated to this person, that person, this community. I couldn't get to everybody. But the awareness I saw that it, the awareness I saw it bring, but then also like people being like, yo, there's a week for us. The yeah. feeling for me was beyond what I, I intended the project to be. And so we've talked about kind of the essence and the, and the ethos around what it is, right? Right. The actual project itself is a, is a documentary short mm-hmm. that I'm going to be releasing to film festivals this coming year. And um, Ivan McLennan, eight seconds. We love him. This man is, he's Gold. done something. <laughs> Yes. The nod. The nod. And the yes. yep. Yeah. And he needs to respond to my email. But yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna text him when we get done. I'm mm-hmm. be like, hey, big dog. So there's an interview coming out and you need to respond like tomorrow. Um, but Ivan was coming into LA. He wanted to shoot with me, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, no, no, you can't come here and miss this opportunity to document these men who we I don't know how much longer we're having. Opah is 70, mm-hmm. you know? James is, is, he's up there. So while they're still riding and they're still in the saddle, mm-hmm. we have to document this. We have to do this because not only are they um, beacons in the rodeo world for people who know them because that's where you're coming from to photograph, but in Hollywood entertainment, 17 seasons, I believe, of Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. And he's been on it from the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Over life, um, all the shows and movies that he's done, playing a Nicholas brother, triple threat, singer, dancer, producer, director, mm-hmm. Reginald T. Dorsey, you know, 21 Jump Street, the, the mm-hmm. Cherokee Kid, um, mm-hmm. these movies that he's done, TV shows that he's done. Same thing with Garrett Davis. He's got his resume, blew my mind every day because I, I, he and I got really close and I was like, yo, wait, hold on. da 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 so to, to, to capture these men in a way, in a light, my buddy Marlon Burke, I can't forget about Marlon Burke. He's on Outer Banks on Netflix right now. Um, my neck of the woods. There it is. Listen, that show, that show is something else. Like at first I was like, what is this? And I was like, I'm hooked, forget it. I'm going to South Carolina. I'm going to South Carolina. I'm just going to live there. Give me a nice little house on the water. Like that's it. My family's from North Carolina. So it's, it's not too far. Um, that's where I am in North Carolina yeah and what's crazy it's a whole thing it's a whole thing it's like yeah that's a sidebar so so um to showcase these men for me was to um add add a log to the fire of the conversation of what it meant to be forgotten in history to be Mm -hmm. forgotten by media to be forgotten Mm -hmm. by Hollywood Mm -hmm. to be left out of the books and introduce people to something that not only is for the, um, the African-American experience in middle America, because people, that's what the whole thing, you expect it in Louisiana, you expect it in Mississippi, you expect it in North Carolina and South Carolina, you expect it. These men are from New York. Mm-hmm. They were telling me there's stables in the city that take you along the beach you know, and that they do, they do trail rides there and they, they fell in love with horses in New York. That doesn't even register to me. 
So when they came to LA, they took whatever they loved there and they brought it here. And in LA, when I found it in LA, I was exposed to it from like a, the Valley standpoint, which is like um, North Hollywood, Sunland, Burbank, Glendale. And then you have Santa Clarita, Aqua Dulce in these areas. Um, and my boy, my boy, Jay, and all those guys, they're out there in, in, in like Lancaster, Palmdale area. But then you had the Compton Cowboys and their relevance and their potency in creating awareness was undeniable. It was undeniable, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, the project was to add a log to that already fire and to hopefully make that flame a little bit bigger and bring mm -hmm. a little bit uh, and bring some people a little bit closer to home and bring some people a little bit closer to truth. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And even with that, I feel like, you know, it's, yeah, let's capture them, um, you know, while they're still here and let's capture something that I have lots of thoughts running through my brain right now, <laughs> but I feel like, like these men, like we see them, yes, but we don't always see them. And that's something that we have not seen of them. Yes. And that's why I felt like it was, it was so incredible the way that um, you were able to showcase that and congrats on sending that to film festivals I'm sure that will be freaking amazing thank you thank you and it, and it's really for all of us it really is I mean for me a lot of people have been asking me about moving into producing and from acting and, and stuff like that and and right now my 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 lane is really in the, in the commercial sense and um crossing over into to fit more film and, and stuff like that but for me the bigger picture is okay I'm not going to complain about who's telling the story. I'm just going to tell the story. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea of saying Hollywood forgot, they didn't mention us. Okay, that's fantastic. Well, I'm going to mention us. Yeah. And I'm not even going to do it in a way that says you're going to listen to me. I'm inviting you to sit at the table and listen. Mm -hmm. It's an invitation. Mm -hmm. Everything's an invitation. Would you like to hear about another perspective? Would you like to hear about something, even though you think you know or you think you knew, but had no clue that someone you just worked with on set for the last six months has a horse in Apodosa and rides it on the weekends because that's what, that's what heals him. You know, and what's the thing, that, so Yellowstone for me is a great show. I love Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. But I want to write Taylor and be like, so when are you going to introduce Black Cowboys in your show? Because Denim, Denim Richards is, is one man. Mm -hmm. He's one man in your vast world of what you're creating, which I love. I love the show. I'm practically obsessed with it, right? Then when you have 1883, LaMonica Garrett, you still have one Black Cowboy. To me, it's repeating a narrative of what we've already seen. Introduce an entire family of rodeo champions, stars, have a ranch in Texas. Give it to them and watch the world digest something. You, you're taking the time to make sure that you 
show the indigenous struggles and these different things and X, Y, and Z, fantastic. I think that's great. I think it's, it's a really nice integration to um, acknowledging something else. But to fail to mention or to fail to even really showcase someone um, outside of who we see with Kevin Costner and Cole Hauser and these characters, which is your typical representation of what that looks like, Mm-hmm. please give us for the for your viewers who look like us give us something that we can say I'm, i love to see it i love to see that you brought that they're going to this four sixes ranch in texas and everyone now is googling looking up four sixes ranch right massive um awareness is something a lot of people may not have known about so to me um to taylor it's really not even just a, it's not a knock it's an encouragement to say you think you're doing wonders now with your show, put a whole family that looks like me on that show yeah. and watch what happens, doing everything that everyone else is doing and not making it black versus white, just we rodeo, we ride yeah. bulls, we ride Bronx, yeah. we raise mm-hmm. cattle because that's their lifestyle. Right. And that's my hope with producing is that it's not about making it black versus white or a black thing. Please understand me. When I say black cowboys, I am saying cowboy with an identifier for you to understand that this is something different than you know. Mm-hmm. But the through line is not to make it about us versus anybody. It's no, we are here. Yeah. 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 Uh, you touched on something that I was also going to ask or, or get your insight on, uh, which I think you kind of touched on a little bit, but the importance of us telling our own stories. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like there has been um, a lot of times where I can, I can see a narrative and I'm like, that's not quite right. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so I, I tend to gravitate to people that identify similarly to me to tell yeah. this kind of story. So how important is that for you? It's, it's massively important. I, agenda, agenda for me is different than awareness, right? I'm not here with, I think the problem that you may have that I have is agenda-based. So if you have an agenda, your stance is more so against or anti something. Versus the fact that like, I'm not, vers- I'm not anti anything. I'm not against anything, mm-hmm. but I am bringing awareness to you of the fact that Blue Mitchell's one of the coldest bull riders you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. And he's one of a few of us at the PBR, you know? And even mm-hmm. like these three guys that just, you know, they're going to the NFR because they qualified for, for, uh, for, uh, for uh, tie, uh, rope tying. Mm-hmm. It, to me, it's not about them versus the white cowboys. This is like, hey guys, they get a fair shake because they're hardworking men and they yeah. deserve to be at that rodeo. They deserve, we are working, we are showing people that this isn't about give me a spot because I'm black. Because if I'm trash, it's not gonna make a difference. Right. Absolutely. So for me, the, 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 if you want to create, to me, it's my opinion as a, as a creator, if you want to create quality work, you, you can't do it 
with the intention of make, making it against anything, but only speaking from truth and freedom and love. Mm -hmm. And inherently, whoever that pushes against, rubs against, isn't because you were trying to rub somebody in the wrong way. It's yeah. that the truth is rubbing them. And mm -hmm. that's why they're uncomfortable. Yeah. That's why they can't stand it. That's why they're like, I don't know about that idea. Well, why is it mm -hmm. rubbing you the wrong way? Well, you know, I don't know if anyone, I got it. You wanna do what we've done for thousands of years and hundreds of years, which is turning a blind eye to the truth, got it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. But when you control the narrative, like your page, no one has control over your page and your content, but you, no yeah. one. Yeah. And that's what makes it so powerful, mm -hmm. you know? So it is, it is definitely important. And I think Ivan, Ivan is something that, though he is temporary, because he's a photographer. So once the subject matter changes or something changes, but for this time that we have him as a storyteller, he has created so much awareness to Yeti, to, to the Carhartts, to the Wranglers, to the, to the Western culture, if you will, of us without yeah. any agenda right just simply awareness right that's a very good good distinction um i was at the tom bass seminar uh this past weekend and someone asked me well well what about the asian writers and what about the the hispanic and i was like what about them yeah like this, this is not a us versus them. Yeah. You know, I am, I am telling the story that I identify with and this should be proof and empowerment for other people to do the same. No one is stopping them. I am also not concerned <laughs> about <laughs> what they are creating. Do you need help on how to start a podcast? I will help you. <laughs> But yes. I cannot be concerned about someone else's, you know, I'm not going to tell my story because you're not telling your story. No friends. Yeah. Like, or, or fail to mention what's because I, you so champion this group over here. I tell this story often in, in interviews because it was pertinent to the fact that God gave me a vision. I think it's, it's, it's true for everyone. I was on a bus in my dream. I was on a bus. And uh, I knew my stop was coming up. Let's just say five, five stops away, right? Mm -hmm. And I hear an argument behind me. Two people are arguing and a third person hops in. I can't tell you exactly what, but they're arguing. And I, in my mind, I'm like, oof, I'm kind of itching for an argument. I want a little debate action, right? I go to the back of the bus. I start debating with everybody about their points and why that doesn't work, why that's not true and that's trash, right? I'm gonna win all these arguments. I hear the bus driver say, next stop, thin eyes. I hear it, but I keep arguing and debating with everybody. By the time I'm done debating, I walk to the front of the bus and I say, hey man, when's my stop coming up? He says, we passed it, two stops. I say, okay, well, when's the bus going back around and hit my stop? This bus doesn't stop, this bus doesn't go back around. This bus keeps going, this bus is life. If you concern yourself with someone else's thing and someone else's thing and someone else's thing, and if you don't feel called to it, if you don't feel called to it, you are doing a disservice to yourself 
into that group of people because the one thing that we don't get back is time. We don't get time back. You ain't said nothing but a word. <laughs> so while you have it, this podcast, this content you're creating, right? You are empowering anyone who is deciding to tune in and listen to it because I can promise you it's not just Black I can promise you it's not just women. I can promise you it's not just men. It's anyone who says, I love what she's putting out there. Because when I scroll, I see it. It lights up my day. I learn something new. And that's the best thing about it, right? It's like a book. It's a Mm -hmm. book. It's a book in your hand right there. As soon as you tap it, it's a book. A new chapter is posted every day. And you get to learn something new. But the second you go... And you want to go take someone else's book that ain't got nothing to do with you, you have no passion about, you know nothing about, you don't care about. These people over here, right? You're you're missing who you're called to. Mm-hmm. You're missing who you're called to. This is where you need to be. This is where you stay planted. This is where you stay rooted. And in that, everything that is going to supply, fulfill your needs in life is in that organically and naturally. Because the God that that I know has set me up for success, right? Without it being forced. It's just there for us if we listen. Mm -hmm. The horses led me here, right? Mm -hmm. All I had to do was say yes. That's it. (laughs) That's it, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ellen. <laughs> no, no, no. I I have more questions. Because no, but that's like the way you said it. Golly, you're such an actor. <laughs> Heck. Okay, so we done got real deep. Yeah. I'm going to bring it back up a little bit. Go for it. You went from, I want to learn about horses. I'm going to be in all y'all's business and I'm going to learn everything I know. Mm -hmm. Now you have a horse. Yeah. When? January. Who? Who? I mean, not who, what is the horse? Tell us about this horse. Smokey Joe is the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. Oh. I mean, listen, my dog, I don't even get jealous of being pissed at me. Austin, I love you. Yeah, because it sounds big. That, that sounds like a big <laughs> dog. I heard him earlier. <laughs> he is a, he's a big dog. That's my, that's my baby boy. Like I've had him since he was eight weeks old. And I think we've only spent maybe a year or two years apart. He'll be 10 this coming July. but. Um, Smokey Joe. I mean, I wrote, he's my, so he's my first ride at the trail place, at the trail riding place. First ride. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and when I got on him, I, I said to the, the trail guide, I said, I don't know why I'm saying this to you, but I'm going to buy this horse one day. And she was like, go for it. Live your dream. Like, you know, he's a movie horse. He's done this. He's done that. I was like, wait, you're kidding me. She was like, and you're an actor. So the funny thing is they thought I was Chadwick Boseman when I came to the, <laughs> when I came to the trail riding place. Mm-hmm. So I think they were like, give him the good horse, like give him a nice one. 
and a movie horse so he don't get thrown off. So get him a good one. And um, and it, later I disappointed her when I said, no, my name's Brandon. Uh, <laughs> I'm not Chow Bozeman, but thank you. I get it. I get it a lot. Um, but his temperament, everything about him, like learning about horses through him was the best thing that ever happened to me because they were like, and it taught me about relationships. They said, don't get so caught up on Smokey that you miss out on what else you can learn from these other horses. Mm-hmm. So I said, bet. And I rode every horse they had, every draft, every pony, every uh, standard bred, quarter. I rode all of them. For then, for then when I did say to myself, the horse I want is him, I knew. Because I rode the fast ones, I rode the lazy ones, I rode the big ones, I rode the stubborn ones, I rode the hot ones, you know, the crazy ones, the, the, the ones with the attitude that one day I'm like, dang, I love this horse. Next day I'm like, what the horse is this? <laughs> that really showed me that his temperament was so consistent. And I'm, I like to be consistent mm-hmm. in, in, my, in, my, in, my, in my demeanor, in my, in my temperament with people. Then I was like, he's the horse for me. Because within him, there is a depth that I have. So Smokey was just like, anyone who meets him, they're like, it's like he's, it's like I'm with you when they're with him. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's why I picked him, you know? And Austin, Austin honestly is the same way. Like he's a protector, but inherently he's just, his first language is love. Mm-hmm. So he protects out of love. What kind of dog is it? He's a shepherd lab mix. Yes. Why I knew that? it. I knew it. I have a Thank shepherd. You. The way that you described him, I knew that he was a shepherd of some yeah. sort. Of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> of some sort, yes. yes. Of some kind. I have a I have a Dutch shepherd. And that is exactly how she is. She's like Do you want to educate the people though on a Dutch shepherd versus a Malinois? No. You don't? Not tonight? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have a very significant investment for me to entertain this conversation. I appreciate so, that. This is a cowboy thing for me. But <laughs> know, that I, know that I know that I'm sure people confuse your Dutch shepherd for a Malinois or just say, oh, you got a nice German shepherd. And you're like, you're German shepherd. yeah, I'm just like, yeah, sure, sure. That's cool. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was. I used to work at an animal hospital. I was like the shepherd girl. And so that's why I'm like, nah, not today. <laughs> not today. <laughs> so maybe another day. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> not at all. It's just, it's amazing because the, the, the upper you're having here is the thing we don't see often in film is um, black animal lovers like truly animal lovers. Mm-hmm. Not that you have a dog and the dog's just in the movie, but like love their animals. And I was thinking, I said, okay, outside of uh, Sounder and Old Yeller was technically, you know, from the books, but you don't see it. Mm-hmm. You don't see it. And then, or if you do see it, uh, when you look at Secretariat or, uh, or my, the other horse movie, Seabiscuit, they're just the, the trainer the or the, the help. Yeah. Or they turn they into the animal. Or they, and then you got, yeah, turn into the animal. <laughs> and you got, and then you got Dr. Dulu, right? But it's like, 
we love our animals. We are caretakers by nature, you know? And that's something that I think I wanna see more of in film and television, which is us depicted in a way that, the way you feel right now of talking about our dogs or our horses, Mm-hmm. this is an experience we have it's not just y'all and you're golden retriever yeah okay it's not it's not just that it's it's this is a human experience we all love our animals we all love you know that part of us that they're our family they're connected to us in a way um but yeah so anyway this is a very interesting way to go back to Smokey joe yes Smokey joe has taught me um He's taught me, honestly, to be so present that nothing else in life has taught me how to be this present. That our time, we're, when we're in our time, time doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. The saddle's on, I'm on, and when we go onto the mountains, nothing else matters. Phone don't matter, text don't matter, email don't matter. Nothing else matters. It's just us. Yeah. Yeah. That's special. That's special. So you got them in January. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't roll the heck out of this one. <laughs> Since <laughs> said, January. Uh, can, you, can you send me back to the... Yeah. To the trail? <laughs> to the... Because at least, at least I probably only was written like once or twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> you. I mean, it's, it's an experience. It's something that I want to encourage anybody who's listening. Like, I know a lot of people have fears of horses and riding. And I think once you get past that point of fear and you're introduced in a way that's not like abrasive or uncomfortable, I think you, you got to be around somebody who knows how to introduce you to horses. Right. I want to encourage at least once, find you a trail place, look at the reviews, whatever you need to. If you got a referral, find you a trail riding place, get in the saddle, go for a ride, Start with 30 minutes, maybe you go for an hour. But in that time, allow yourself to just be present and connect with that horse. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. allow it. You know, yeah. I can't guarantee you that the personality of that horse is going to be on point for the day, but I want to encourage you to go, to experience yeah. it, to save experienced it. If you've been wanting to do it, go do it. If you're afraid to do it, you, I, I can promise you, you probably know at least one person or somebody in your circle doesn't do it. They know somebody who does yeah. to go do it. And if not, be in one of us yep. and we'll talk you through it, boo, because we're going to mm-hmm. take care of you. Okay. So, <laughs> so it's something that I want to encourage people to do because it is definitely um, something in this life that I don't, I wouldn't want you to miss out on. Right. Because there's, there's nothing, there's nothing like it. Yeah, yeah. And I have kind of taken that, that, that introduction is so key. Yeah. Um, because sometimes, you know, people are just now being introduced because of these stories that we are sharing or because of the, the content that's being created. But like my little mini horse, He's the perfect introduction, you know, at a, at a kid level. And I'm like, these kids don't even, might not even have, might not even be storing their memories mm. yet, you know, but 
there's going to be some sort of subconscious association. Like I experienced this and it was enjoyable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, that introduction is key. Yeah. So what advice would you give? You are such a multifaceted person. So I'm going to say someone who is wanting to get into the horse industry because you are kind of fresher on the scene. What advice would you give them um, to do that? You know, Do we go deeper or do we go, we go like, do we go like upper, like, oh my God, cheery, yay. Um, cheery? Maybe not the don't give up. <laughs> so maybe a little deeper than that. This has been like one of my favorite interviews. <laughs> <laughs> Just because from the beginning, I was like, why is this so, com like, this is familiar. It, as it should be. As it, as should, it be. should be. Uh, don't do that because it doesn't make it a special. So you're right. <laughs> this will never happen again. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I think it's special when you there's a there's something there's a sense of comfort with someone in your life. We've only been like young black equestrians mentioned you. Oh, thanks. Double tap. <laughs> and that's the extent of. And then they're like. I want to interview you when uh, two weeks later. Da, da, da. <laughs> yes. So, so when you finally get on the call and this is the most communication you and I have had, to me, it's, it's, a, it's a very special thing because it speaks to, it speaks to you as a person. Truly it does. It does. Oh, you, you. you create this atmosphere um, for all your guests, mm -hmm. even the ones who can't say across the roof. Um, <laughs> but my advice to those those people who wanted to get into the horse world you know honestly something that really helped me and this is probably a weird thing to say like I just let myself watch some documentaries and some movies on horses to kind of like introduce myself to the world and I was like oh this is fantastic Buck Brenneman uh, there's a there's a documentary. Have you seen the Buck? Have you seen Buck? I haven't seen. No, seen uh, yes, I have seen. You Buck. have. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Buck was so good for me when I first got in because he talks about horsemanship from a place of gentleness mm -hmm. and not what you've seen in movies. What you've seen in movies is a, a cowboy treats his horse like a tool. Mm -hmm. I hop on him, I run him real fast, I get off of him, get out of here, horse, slap on the button, the horse is gone. It's not even remotely close to that. Yeah. It is a relationship. And this being has feelings and will talk to you and will do things for you in a way if you learn to respect it, create boundaries, and let it know that if you take care of me, I'll take care of you. This is reciprocity. This is love. This is giving. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who's wanting to get into the world, understand that they're not just something you hop on for an aesthetic. They're not something you hop on because you want to go fast. Mm -hmm. 
they are powerful beyond belief in multiple ways. And when we respect that power, we can harness that power. And that power becomes an extension of us. But it's only through and only maximized through, to me, love. Love and respect. That's the only way you maximize the power that they harness. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get into it and if you want to become a part of it and you want to understand it, that's the part, that's, that's where you start. You start with understanding it's a relationship and you start with understanding that it has to be love. It's cooperation, not domination. I heard that from someone when I first started. It's cooperation, not domination. Yeah, absolutely. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Have you ever been on a gated horse? No, I haven't actually. Those horses they had there, they don't have for the trails gated horses. Mm -hmm. They typically have horses that are for any rider that they that can get on them. You know, even their drafts. Mm -hmm. um, they haven't. They have advanced, if you will, but you know. I, so I haven't had a chance to get on the gated horse. Okay, just curious. Just add that to your bucket list. Yeah. Ride a Tennessee walking horse. Listen, I've been looking at these standard breads and it's been blowing my mind. Yeah, yeah. Standard breads are, are getting real, real popular on like Black they Cowboy are. TikTok. Yeah, they are. Is there something about them that they have a, a way? Well, for, for one, I think you don't expect because when you've seen standard breads, from my experience, it was top hat and a, and a, and a, and a, and a, and a coattail, right? So it's mm -hmm. like a very proper mm -hmm. horse. He has a, I'm on my horse. Yes. You know, that was what you thought of when you saw a standard But now you see these cats and they getting out or they, you know, they're in North Carolina or wherever and on the side of the road and they're riding a horse, that gated horse and the way they're moving it is just, it's, it's, it's art. It's art in motion is what's happening. I think that's why it's popular. It's art in motion. And I think we, we inherently as black people are always drawn to art. Mm -hmm. Whether you agree with the art or not, it's right. up to you. But I think it's it's art. It's something new and fresh, and and the aesthetic of it all, and the feeling of it all, and the rhythm of the ticka 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 ticka. I get it, get him to go, get him up, get him up. Ticka 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 ticka. You like get it, get it. That boy go, he go. Exactly like that. And then my behind be like, go back, get it. He gone. That boy gone. <laughs> Send it to all my boys. I hear that more getting up, big dog. He getting right. up. It's he got so big funny. <laughs> What's so funny is I know exactly like when I go to trail rides, yeah, I can hear that sound and mm. I sit so deep because my horse is like, we're gonna do it. And I'm like, no, we're not. <laughs> I don't care what you hear. I hear it too, but we're not going to do that. And so I have to sit so deep and I, cause they don't care. They will blow right past you, which is fine. Not a big deal, but I can hear the tick it, tick it, tick it, tick it. And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I see the guys and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. It's great. I love, I love y'all, but yeah, I'm going to just stay in the back while y'all go. Yeah. No, I mean, right. I think for me, when I get this ranch, I'm I'm probably gonna stick in the 
the quarter horse world. I love quarter horses. I think the the way they move um, and their temperament, for the most part, most quarter horses are so calm. And yeah, um, that's just kind of where my heart's at. You know, I, I love them. Yes, I really, you really slid do. this. You slid this in here, real, real, real subtly. So when you get this branch, yeah, that's that's the vision. So literally, I'm looking at properties right now. I'm looking at two and a half, two and a half to five acres right now in Santa Clarita, Aqua Dulce. Um, my roommate right now, he, <laughs> we were sitting by the fire one night and he says to me, he said, you know, me pissed at you if you don't get a ranch, right? And I was like, what? And he's like, I'm be pissed because that is the next thing for you. You don't have to wait for nothing. You don't have to wait for that movie to pop. You don't have to wait for that next big commercial to come in. You go get that ranch you dream of. And that doesn't have to be your big, big ranch because the big, big ranch for the kids and my kids' kids, we're talking like 50 plus acres somewhere where I don't know where that's at yet. I'm going to take a tour of America and see like, this is where I want to have the, the, the like the one, one, right? Yeah. This is the one that you passed yeah. down. You, yeah. This is the one. But for now here in LA for Smokey Joe, Austin, my future family, um, you know, my next horse and the horse after that, you know, the thing is I want to offer it to my active friends and my, my friends here in LA. When yeah. they come out to where I'm at in Burbank, they are surprised at 20 minutes from the city that they are like hustle, 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 bustle. Mm -hmm. They find this little piece of peace. Mm -hmm. And for them, I want to be able to say, y'all, bonfire, trail ride tomorrow, come to the house. Yeah. just know that you got an hour out if you need to stay for the night because you had too much whiskey too much food I got a room mm -hmm. for you to stay in mm -hmm. that's what I think is is so important for creatives in this industry to have that kind of getaway that's why you're yeah. seeing it so much right now and uh, so-and-so uh, went to a dude ranch so-and-so just went mm -hmm. horseback riding so-and-so has always mm -hmm. loved horses they're just yeah. showing you that they need that for the reset so yeah the next thing for me this next year is to go get my first ranch and, and go from there. I love it. Love to see it. Love to see it. All right. We are now ready for the derby round. Oh, dang. <laughs> Let me uh, finish this off. <laughs> the, the derby round that you answered with the very first uh, word that comes to your mind and no take back pg we're keeping yeah, yeah, pg yeah yeah we're yeah, keeping yeah, PG. yeah yeah no yeah, i'm saying yeah. it to myself internally oh okay, okay <laughs> say yes Brandon. Uh, no <laughs> all right all right so english or western western solids or spots solid phase or grace grace Brown tack or black tack? Brown tack. A sponge or a curry brush? Curry brush. Come on. <laughs> Shod or barefoot? Barefoot. Bumper pole or gooseneck? You know what? I haven't trailered yet, so I can't even speak on it. I have. I got a truck and I haven't done it yet. I'll, I will pop that cherry soon. Rope halter and nylon halter. Nylon. Wood fence or electric fence? 
Wood. Favorite piece of barn equipment. Good rake for his poop, not gonna lie. Yeah. yeah. Good rake for his poop. Yeah. yeah. Favorite piece of tack. You know what? His his reins. Mm -hmm. He's got some really nice rope reins. I like him a lot. Cool. Last time you fell off. If money was no object, <laughs> what is one horse-related purchase you would make? Now, we'll come back to that after you answer this question. Uh, I don't even know what the question is. <laughs> if, if money was no object, what is one horse-related purchase you would make? Oh, you know what? I'd get him a new, I'd get him a new saddle with a, um, with a different breast collar that connects underneath. I wouldn't do the back cinch, though but I would get him a new saddle for sure. Cool, cool. You mean to tell me you haven't fallen off? No. That's good for you. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> but when and if this thing happens to you, because it took me a long time to fall off too. Amen, hallelujah. I, mean, I am, I'm, I'm, yeah. I am a, a survivalist. Like okay. I've been, I've been hanging on the side before and it's like, yeah. I'm not going to hit the ground until I did hit the ground. But, um, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you, how far in were you before your first fall? Uh, I mean, my first fall was only like three years ago. So very far. Okay. In. Okay. Yeah. Was it on a new horse or your horse? It was, it was on my horse and I got a new saddle and I was just really excited and I didn't make sure that it was like on all the way. And so I just. But, but you see, you see where it came from. Like you can acknowledge like you didn't fall as a rider. Yeah, no. You know, and I think that's something that I've been like, wait, if I'm just on trail and we're doing what we always do, y'all be acting like, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> oh. I feel. <laughs> How the heck, Smokey? What? It's not. I just don't be like. I'd be thinking to myself, like, bruh, How? <laughs> Is it just something that magically happens <laughs> that you just you look up and you're like, I feel. Oh, wow. Everybody told it was gonna happen, and it <laughs> happened. Here it is, y'all. Here it is. I think in your case, there would have to be some sort of like spooking or starting yeah. completely out of the ordinary but i'm glad yeah. i'm glad that thank yeah, you no. safe and sound in the, the name of jesus yeah 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 well brandon thank you so much i am so glad we did this episode i yes. am so thankful for your openness and your everyone is using this word now but i don't care because this is what i mean authenticity and ah, yes. the work that you are putting in to shed light over on the west coast to, to some of these people that we that we see but we have not truly seen so mm. i appreciate that thank you thank you for the work you're doing for this podcast for your content you're putting out you know you are bringing 
awareness and in a beautiful way, in a beautiful, beautiful way. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the laughs. Thank you for making it special, even though you didn't think it was special because everyone should feel this way all the time. Great. Uh, <laughs> and uh, everyone who's listening, continue to support, push and share more of this. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Young Black Equestrians. Head over to our Facebook or Instagram pages and let us know what you thought about that episode. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and have the opportunity to be featured in our next episode. See you next week.